Hi, woo-woos. We have, we have missed you so much. We are so glad to be back on mic with you guys. We have a special treat, a special surprise. We have on Daniela from Ephemeris. It is a amazing jewelry company that we feel so inspired by. We feel so connected to Kendall and I are excited to sport the pieces, but I think that you guys will too. Once you hear this woman's incredible story and her incredible life and what this business actually means to her, we've got heart, we've got soul, we've got spirit, baby. It's all the above. We just got off of our recording with her actually. So we're like fresh from the glow of how amazing she is. I just, I was so touched by like how brave and just her integrity. We've got business advice. There's stuff about moving countries. I mean, she's multi-passionate and she talks a lot about just fate and um, how we can follow our dreams and just honor our past, but also move forward. And uh, it was just really just a beautiful story. And anyways, like Angela said, we're going to actually get the pieces as well. But uh, Daniela gave us a generous code, 10% off um, for pieces. And it is woo woo school, no spaces. You're welcome. Uh, so take that little discount. We can be twinning. But uh, even if you're not into jewelry, um, or astrology or anything like you're going to have something that you take from this story, um, in this conversation. And so I'm really excited for you guys to be able to dig in. Yay. Okay. Hope you like it. See you there. Welcome to Rusko where you can get the buzz. Welcome to Rusko. It's all good vibes and love. Follow your curiosities and you will find us here. We're chatting myths and dreams. so honored to be here. So honored to have you. So Ken and I were excited to get reached out from you because I got a little tip off. This is perfect to put in this podcast. Um, so we have our intuitive guide named Joanne, uh, that me and Kendall love to get just intuitive advice from. And she had said, Angela, I see you and Kendall collaborating and having something to do with somebody that has a, a passion for jewelry. She told me this months ago. And then out of the blue, I get like, you know, you and I started getting into contact. So that in my back pocket felt really aligned and exciting to be like, oh, she told me that this was coming and now it's coming into fruition. So oh, wow. that made it even more magical to talk to you and feel that ping of like, ding, ding, ding. This is a breadcrumb. <laughs> in the right way to get people to, uh, to hear a little about what you've got going on. So tell us, tell us what, what started your company? Tell us like, wh were you always in interested in astrology? Kind of walk us through what your life was like before and during launching your business. Sure. Um, wow. It's, it's a fun story. Even like for me, I can, I can never get used to how things actually happened. Um, so when I was a kid, my family was divided into three different, let's call it segments. So I had 
very very religious people I had I had my grandfather and grandmother um, from my mom's side they had a church um, and I was basically forced to go to church every Sunday and they were very dogmatic so they made me use skirts and all that jazz um, and that was part of my day-to-day -day life the second segment of my family was basically my mom and my godmother which is like who's a mom to me too um and I feel super close to and they were highly spiritual and I'm talking woo woo practices and on you know part-time I was doing like woo woo practices with them and part-time I was going to church with my grandparents then there was like this third segment <laughs> um my uncle uh had his family side like my, I call him my uncle but he's married to my godmother and his family was super into UFOs and so much so that into the 2000s they went to Easter Island uh, to the top of a mountain when when we were going from 1999 to 2000 they really believed that mothership would just pick them up and bring them home oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I grew up with um this paradox right like there's like wow like people believe really really uh, different things and what should I believe yeah so uh, uh -huh. I I relate to that I feel like I felt that <laughs> uh, dichotomy <laughs> of like that push-pull because my mom was so interested in astrology like gifted me my first astrology books when I was 13 14 15 I'd bring them to school and have everybody do their what is your you know uh, do your chart and all of that I was super interested in it but then I had my dad's side of the family that was like strict Catholic very structured religion mm -hmm. I went to a Catholic school I went to mass so I felt this like push-pull of both of the worlds colliding and Kendall and I talk about it a lot where we like to just kind of combine all of that into our own personal soup and we don't feel very like called to just say staple into one side of looking at spirituality and so I love that you yeah. grew up in a way that you kind of had a lot of references to because that kind of makes for a more well-rounded experience but it also can be confusing so was it confusing at times when you were like well sometimes I side with you know first segment and sometimes I feel more connected to the second segment yeah, almost like whatever room you're standing in is kind of what you got to agree to at the time. Or did you feel like you could mix it between your different family sections? Yeah, so I started intuitively um, mixing it. So I would pray, uh, you know, like light candles and, and pray to God, like to, to this one God, I believed. And I also believed that we were not alone and all the like you know, extraterrestrials were like watching over us. Uh, so I mixed it all and made something that I believed in. But of course that my my grandparents started noticing it and because they were so dogmatic, they started like talking to me and saying, hey, this is not right. And then I would go to my godmother's house and have a great time and really feel good about all the things that we were talking about. And, and I would feel that that was right. So I asked my uncle, I was like, one day I was probably 12, 13 years old. And I was a little confused by that time. Of course, like we undergoing so many changes in our physical and mental body. And I'm like, so how can I know what's right? And what's wrong and I, I just asked this to him and his answer just 
is the answer that guides me in everything that I do to this day. And his answer was, Danny, um, if you do something and you feel good after doing that, that means it's right. Mm-hmm. If you do something and you feel bad after doing that, you know, that, that feeling in your stomach, that means it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So right and wrong is about how you feel. And that's a great way of measuring and understanding if what you're about to do or what you've done or what you've done, it's right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That clicked. Yeah. I love that at that age, you know, just being so young that he was instilling that idea of intuition inside of you. Cause I think that is something that, you know, some people never, you know, quite understand it. And, uh, because I don't think that in our culture, there's even a lot of, um, learning around that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I think even for the people who do it, it takes them into adulthood to kind of, test out so many different things to kind of find their inner voice. And so I love that that was such an open space for you within your family to talk about intuition. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I will, I always have been very intuitive, but I didn't even know the meaning of that. Like, Mm -hmm. and and I, and my mom helped me and, and guided me into this like spiritual intuitive world. She was always like doing numerology and tell me, Oh, this is your number. This is the number of this and that. And that's how you can, um, channel this power into your life. So I'm also very grateful for, for that at that age. Yeah. And to, okay. So I have a question about that since, you know, your mom was kind of helping with those things. So specifically, you know, because your company kind of, uh, is around astrology and birth charts and things like that. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you have found value in understanding your own or how you feel that that brings value to someone to understand what their chart says about what's going on with them? Absolutely. So going back to the religions and, and me trying to find my way after I spoke to my uncle, I today I have clarity on this, but that I was just getting to form that notion of self-awareness and self-awareness became my religion. So if I feel right, it's right. If I feel wrong, it's wrong. Um, how do I understand myself and how I feel? And that's it. Like I wasn't Catholic. I wasn't like a church girl. I wasn't a witch. Uh, I was trying to become more and more self-aware. And astrology was one of the biggest tools that I found and used in order to understand not only myself, but the people that surrounded me. So soon enough, I understand, I understood that, you know, the Aries mom that I had was fighting for her life and I was able to forgive her for so much so many things Mm. that I I wouldn't be able to if I didn't have that empathy towards her um and and to understand myself like I never wanted to do just one thing I was always doing like so much and sometimes even quitting things in the middle and instead of like you tripping myself was like hey I am Gemini and I want to do it all. <laughs> I want to drink from all the sources. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm an Aquarius. So I feel very kindred to my air sign sisters and the idea of just having so many ideas. You don't even know which branch to take 
on because you're just like brimming over the surface and want to know it all. Uh, so I, I feel that on a, on a soul level. And like, when you're talking about all that, I, I feel so connected to birth charts and astrology. And, and I think it's like a compass and such a helpful hand to, to understand people in your life. Like, I like that you said it gave you compassion and empathy for your, for your mom or for, you know, your friends or whatever, because I feel like I more deeper understand my business relationships, my marriage, my kid, my friends, because I have this as like a reference guide and like to understand how someone processes their processes, their emotion. Like for me, I'm a Sagittarius moon and I've been a stage actress since I was little for 20 years. And so that makes sense that I was getting my emotions out by like performative nature. And so it all kind of clicked. Right. And so I feel like it's such, for me, it's such a passion that I'm like, Oh, but it's like unlocking the key to how you exactly. operate <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or relieving yourself of judgment of like, why am I this way? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, confirming that yes, okay, this natural passion or inkling inside of me is something that exists in my chart. And I think that the, I think for both of you, um, your, both of your moms were very, you know, open to these things and, and helped guide that from a young age. It's interesting because I didn't really even come in deep, uh, contact with astrology and until I was an adult and, you know, my only understanding of astrology growing up was kind of the thing like in the back of like, you know, kids Cosmo. What was that? What was the kids version of Cosmo? Oh yeah, I know. I forgot what it's Do you know called. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyways. I, I, I grew up in Brazil. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that in the back of a magazine, it would just be like, okay, I'm a Libra, but it'd be like, all right, this week, like kiss the boy of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that was my really only understanding of astrology was kind of this cute, you know, thing that would say different things. And so as an adult to understand astrology has been incredibly helpful. I did not even understand how helpful it could be to, uh, understand what your chart is. And it, it's very nice because, you know, we plugged in our stuff for your jewelry thing. And, and so for someone who has never plugged in their information to even get a chart, it's, you don't have to know anything other than, okay, this is the place you were born, your birthday, and then the time you were born. And it gives you everything. Um, Cause I think that that can be really intimidating to people to be like, how do I even know what my birth chart is? And you can type that all in and it gives you the blueprint of how you connect with others and how you engage with the world and, and with, yeah, I I don't know. I just, I have found it incredibly helpful. And so I think it's very lucky that you two have had that since you were young, you know, as, as a guiding post. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not about blaming the stars. (laughs) It's about finding (laughs) the patterns, embracing your uniqueness and being aware of what energies you want to leverage, you want to channel, you want to use, or you want to mitigate, you know, even in in yourself. So sometimes I talk too much. Um, Am I blaming the stars because I'm a Gemini? I talk too much? No, but maybe I should be more aware of uh, listening and bringing in into my life and like as a daily exercise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree because I also like to use the current season as a way to channel that energy. Like Kendall and yes. I do a lot of that. So 
I always feel great in Leo season, which currently oh, yeah. we're in, uh, you know, <laughs> it's very show stopping, very like take up space. Uh, I, I feel really comfortable here, but not every season for every person is going to be that way. And so even knowing that, like the way that your sign interacts with the current season can be so beneficial and can help you lean into just your natural inclination. So like, for example, cancer season is known for like retreat homebody, like being inside, um, kind of like sticking in your shell. And so if you're not feeling as extroverted in cancer season, even if you are an extroverted sign, I think it helps to like give yourself grace during different seasons for what that like season is like typically associated with. Totally agreed. And let's say for, for instance, that, you know, some people do not believe in astrology and I totally respect that, but let's say that, um, it's not there. Let's say it's something completely made up. Even if it is though, I truly believe that you are still influenced by it and by the beliefs of the people that surround you. So the people who surround you, let's say in Leo season would feel more like picking up the stage. If you have a basic understanding of astrology, you will have a basic understanding of those people around you. And that will ultimately make you a better human. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I say this with my full chest, like when people say they, they don't believe in astrology or something, or don't believe in something that is totally fine. But what I will say is like, your, your brain is so powerful. So if you believe it, it is true to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I love like when, you know, psychologists talk about placebo pills and stuff and people reporting after they got a sugar pill that their symptoms went away, mm -hmm. but they simply did not have any medicine in, mm -hmm. the, in the pill, but it's because their mind thought that they did like to me, if whatever, whatever gives you that comfort or that motivation, then it's true for you. And it doesn't have to be true for everyone. Yeah. But, it's uh, almost just like a tool in the shed. You mm -hmm. know, if this is, is, if this is a helpful guiding post, I think of it in regards to, you know, how, uh, the different astrology seasons to me feel like shaking the edge of sketch, like, all right, here's what's coming up next. Like every almost shaking it up so that you can, uh, refocus your intention on what you can call in for the next season. And it's kind of like how you don't have to be a Christian to feel, uh, like the Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, you yeah. know, when like everything, you know, when Christmas is, you know, what Christmas represents, you're going to be affected by there being trees and, you know, decorations and the jolly and, you know, whatever you don't have to believe in specifically what you know, Christmas represents to still take the time to say like, oh, how can I be generous? How can I, um, help? How can I, you know, different things like that. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel about astrology sometimes, you know, where it gives you the opportunity to feel what a season represents, even if that isn't your personal belief system. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I decided to use astrology as my, not only my main compass, but also to um, give more people this reminder, you know, the jewelry is not what ephemeris is. Um, so for those who don't know, we make, we customize your personal birth chart into jewelry and, and we ship it to your house. But and it's beautiful. <laughs> thank you. But the jewelry is just a reminder. It, it's a symbol of who you are and what you should celebrate about you and the empathy you should have with yourself too, that we call it a talisman because you can just channel your energy to it and embody your own chart and bring it into your life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yes. So can- no, we really connected with your jewelry. And one of the things that we thought was really fun about the pieces is that it has the engraving in the back where you can make it very personal to you. Um, and so even on the back of mine in French, I put to thrive in fate. Nice. Um, because I really connected going, you know, to your website and, you know, reading different things about how it's this idea of, okay, being able to engage with fate of when you were born and where you were born and to what family and, you know, and, um, so I was, you know, thinking of that, of, you know, I think when people blame the stars, when you're talking about that, um, that, uh, Angela and I, in our course, we were talking with the girls about how even uh, retrograde has such a bad rap mm-hmm. because people are like, Oh no, like this happened because of mercury retrograde or these different things. And it was talking about in these, you know, in our discussion, how retrograde actually was seen before as this like beautiful opportunity to look at what we can change. Like it was a, it was a growth season, not this, oh, we're mad. Right. And so it's kind of almost like how you were saying, oh, if my chart says maybe I am am a verbal person, I'm comfortable being verbal. Oh, this could give me a chance to listen. I feel like it's like not blaming fate, exactly what you're saying, not blaming fate, but accepting it and being able to thrive in the network of what it is. And so that's, that's what I put on the back of mine, but we really just liked how personal and detailed your pieces were. And thank you. That's, that's the whole intention of it. It's uh, a piece to remember, to remind you of who you are and your potential and what you can do. Yeah. And it was really cute uh, with some of the ideas on there where, you know, you can, it just, it signifies what's going on in the world in a specific moment and that you can make pieces that signify very, very special moments in your life. Like when your child was born or your first kiss with the person you love or different things like that. And I just loved carrying almost what that solidified fate in a chart at the moment that that happened, you know, I think that's really beautiful. When you're like giving birth to a company, uh, one thing that you can't control is how people will end up actually using your product um, despite of your plans for it or your or your first idea. And one thing that took us by surprise was um, the emails we started receiving of people that have just gone through traumatic events like losing someone uh, in their families or their friendship circles. And instead of creating a jewelry piece uh, with their soul map, their compass, their their birth chart on it, they would create with this person's birth chart. So they would feel close to this person um, forever. And I think that's also like, show us how, how deep and how we could actually represent something to a community and not only spiritual seekers, but also people finding meaning and hope. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about, (laughs) I know I was thinking about getting one for, I only have one kid now, but I'm hoping to have more. And I was like thinking about getting one for each of them to wear, like as almost like a, like a charm bracelet, so to speak. Uh, Cause Mm -hmm. I think that that is so special that there, you can also use this as a, 
as a tool, not just for your birthday, but for an anniversary or for the day you're like your mom was born, your kid was born, your spouse was born, or, you know, just your mm-hmm. wedding day. Like you can use this as a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that we've talked about on our course was just like the power of how things make you feel. And we did an exercise about wearing things that really make you feel unstoppable, even if you're not leaving your house and then journaling on how like that made you feel to just get dressed up, you know, wear a nice outfit that you don't have anywhere to go in. And the, and I was saying jewelry does that to me, like jewelry will remind me of a different feeling depending on the piece. And we talked about that in our course. And then we had a lot of our members reaching out to us being like the jewelry thing changed the game because it's such a visual, it's such a visual representation and it's like close to your heart too. So anytime you look in the mirror, you see that. And so whatever energy or intention you've put into a piece, it can like re-remind you to stay in the sauce. And so I think that that was also like a nice counterpart to like what you're basically what you're saying and just the intentionality behind uh, wearing something meaningful to you. I love this. Yes. So I have a question about, I know when you started this business, you did it alongside of your partner. And I'm curious how you two met and were you friends before? How did that kind of happen for building a company? Yes, of course. So Vehi is my co-founder and he is a kindred spirit. He is just Mm. an amazing being. Um, We met a long, long time ago, way before we even thought of ephemeris and, and, way before we thought we, we, we thought we would one day have a company together. I was really involved with the startup community in Brazil. And I was, you know, one, one thing that I fear, my biggest fear is unfulfilled potential. And I was always going to all these competitions and business competitions to create, to express this energy of creation. And I ended up like winning a few business competitions in Brazil when I was young. And one of the judges in this competition said, hey, you really need to meet Vehi. And he introduced us and it was like an instant connection. And Vehi, he is so just complimentary to me and my abilities. And I was like, wow, we can conquer the world together. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) We kept being friends for a long time. I ended up like leaving Brazil, chasing the feeling of, I want the environment that helps me tap into my full potential. I felt that Brazil was not that for me. And I accepted that I needed to leave. So in 2016, I left and moved to Australia with no more than a thousand dollars cash in my back pocket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so brave. Into the presence. Um, and I truly believe that the universe rewards courage. So Mm -hmm. I arrived Mm -hmm. in Australia and I rebuilt my life. Of course, I worked for so long in like survival jobs, but then always like looking for that. Okay, I am in a better place. I can put my ideas to work. And I ended up founding a um, marketing agency because I just knew so much about the startup industry and marketing is one of the things that I could help other businesses find their full potential with. So I started getting clients and one one of the clients I got wanted me to do Facebook ads 
And I didn't know how to do Facebook ads. I knew how to make marketing strategies and I need, to, I, need I knew how to, you know, what you should do with your socials and how you should communicate. But I didn't know how to technically uh, give people good results with ads and stuff. And one day I was visiting um, uh, my family in Brazil and my computer just stopped working and it just like burned down <laughs> and I had this important meeting with my biggest client and I called Vehi and I'm like hey do you happen to have a computer I can use and can I do this meeting at your house he's like yeah absolutely come over and then I went there it was like 10 p.m because of time zones right right and I was in Australia and 10 p.m and I for one hour went on with this client and it's like first thing he said is like wow I didn't know your English was so good um I didn't know I didn't know any English when I went to Australia I kind of like learned there mm. um and he's like wow well done and etc and I was like yeah but this client now he wants me to do Facebook ads and I have no idea how to do it. it's like oh I know how to do it maybe we can work together and I'm like yeah for sure let's do it so we started working with this client and we started having like amazing results for this client and then one day we looked at each other and we said we don't actually agree with the things that this client is selling um it's just you know something coming from China and he's like just giving it another name and then shipping it to people to make more garbage what if we stop doing using our potential to help business that we don't agree with its values and we do something for ourselves like in agreement with what we believe and that was a pivotal moment I said hell yes and that's when astrology came back and um, I was also teaching yoga at the time I had tried like creating um, a acro yoga app and we like that he had developed so many apps and we like I we want to develop the best astrology app in the market and we that desire just burned into our souls like let's develop the best astrology app that is in the market because we we as part of the audience we were not really happy with anything that was there like the good apps uh, with great content they just don't have the best design the apps with the best design to us are not so relatable it's not the the real astrology we 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 believe in so how could we just you know make that happen and impact other people's lives at scale like so many more um and that's how we started working together but of course nice. we have the money to develop an app from the start it's a very costly uh, time-consuming process so we're like okay let's uh, start a company with a tangible product that we can um, actually encapsulate this essence of astrology. And that's how the idea of the birth chart talisman came to be. And let's use this to then fund the next steps of our big dream of developing this app and, and launching it. And that's okay, how we that's started incredible. making the <laughs> Yes, I love that it wasn't even just like, hey, here's a big dream. Oh, we could never do that. It was, okay, here's our big dream. What is something that is in alignment to us that can be a stepping stone on the way there? Mm -hmm. You know, um, instead of just saying, oh, like let's work for a different company that we don't agree it with to earn the money to do our own thing. It was like, you know what? We want to be in full alignment all the way 
through and this is how we do it. And that is really cool and inspiring to me. Absolutely. And Ken and I talk about this a lot about how things will evolve naturally in your best interest if you allow that to be. And we wouldn't have done season two if we didn't do season one. We wouldn't have done our course if Mm -hmm. we didn't do season two. We wouldn't have done, like we have plans for the future and it's all unraveling in the way it's supposed to. But if we didn't, like I loved when you said universe rewards courage because that is like an anthem in my heart. I I truly do believe that. Like I love, this is like so cheesy, but I quote this all the time. Like if you build it, they will come. It's from Field Mm -hmm. of Dreams. It was my dad's favorite quote and he's a, he owns a business. And so we're both entrepreneurs, but anyways, I really do believe that. Like if you, if you show up and you stand in the, in the middle of the lonely Island or in this part with, with a partner, cause me and Kendall, you know, standing together, like, you know, is anyone going to show up at this is an empty stage. Uh, if you, if you build it, they will come. So I, Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, and also what Ken touched on, on this was like, this was a, a part of your bigger plan and you kept your eye on like what you always intended to do. So I'm really loving that background. So ephemeris, tell us a little bit about how you got that name for the jewelry company. And then we'll talk about how that is now launching into a different name for the app. Yeah. Cause yes. isn't that the technical definition of having the chart? Mm, yes. Uh, along those lines. So it's probably the, as a marketer, I feel very ashamed, not ashamed, but, um, the marketer side of me uh, would have never agreed to the name that we chose. Uh, it's just so hard to pronounce. It's not appealing to the mass market, right? Like uh, investors and potential investors are talking to this all the time with us. But in hindsight, it's um, it's a hard name, but it was very aligned to the things that we wanted to achieve. So I was still working at the marketing agency full-time and working on ephemeris uh, on the side I was a digital nomad at that time I was traveling around Europe and um, instead of um, enjoy Europe I was just locked in a hostel uh, working on the brand the company with Vehi on 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 Skype and Zoom and etc <laughs> and we were at the stage that we had to choose the branding and the name and we were just like brainstorming so many things and we were looking for something that could actually resonate with the community, not just mass appeal to the market, you know, like people use like in the startup world, yeah, like, uh, let's say you want to do something about a lamp and you say lampify, you know, everything is something fi. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't want that. We wanted something that had a feeling to it. And mm-hmm. the technical definition of ephemeris, ephemeris is actually a table of data, a file. We've calculated positions of celestial bodies at regular intervals throughout a period. Um, so ephemeris is something you can calculate. It can give you the uh, trajectory and, and possibly the speed of uh, velocity of celestial bodies. So when we think about the birth chart and how it is a snapshot of the sky in the moment you were born, of the sky, exactly the sky above you at the minute you were born, the planets, all the stars, they're like moving throughout the zodiac houses. And this is also calculated. So if Emirates is the name that we wanted to use to um, just aggregate all this feeling off it's it's given it's there it's naturally occurring uh and it's 
passive of calculations. That's 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 where the name comes from. Mm, I okay. love it. Me too. And for anybody that's zooming down the highway, we're going to have this in our show notes for you to reference later, but I'll also just spell it for you right now. E-P-H-E-M-E-R-I-S. So that's so cool. I And then I'm interested to know uh, the switch. So because is it the same partnership regarding um, like you and Barry, is that the same partnership for the app? Did you guys, you guys continue? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then tell me a little bit about soul because soul is sun in Spanish, right? Is that, am I making that up? Yeah. Also in Portuguese. Um, and that's our origins. We are Brazilians. Um, and I lived in Australia and then I actually got stuck in the United States in 2020 when I came for a meditation course and I decided to stay because it made sense for ephemeris, but in along this journey, I didn't want to lose um, track of who I actually am and I felt lost at times I felt like mm-hmm. we now have a beautiful community that we um, I show my face to my community now at ephemeris we have like a Geneva group that is beautiful we got meditations we go through journeys together but it was a challenge for me because um, I had this limited belief that I couldn't appear, I couldn't show up because I was an American, because I had a thick accent, because people mm. would not relate to me. So it's it's also being a personal journey to to show up, right? Um, and I and almost so akin to you growing up with these different, um, you know spiritual and philosophical differences depending on what room you're in you're kind of like where do I belong and I feel that um moving around to so many countries I moved with my husband to a different country uh and got stuck over there with COVID as well I'm back in America now but I was over there for three years and I had a real identity crisis at times of who am I in this room as an American, but I live somewhere else and, and it's very different. And so it just empathetically, as you're talking about, you know, growing up in Brazil, making this choice bravely to go to Australia, but then going to Europe and then going to America, I would feel that that would be very difficult to be, okay, like, who am I in this room? And and how do I show up in a way that I can be all of these things because they all exist inside of me but how does that relate to someone else yes and um I I just got to the realization that I can be myself that I should be myself Mm -hmm. that I need to walk the talk right I'm telling all these people in our community (laughs) to embrace themselves and I'm not embracing who I am like my curly hair my accent my desire of like just being everywhere at the same time so I'm I'm just like doing it for me and and as I do for the community. And sol in Portuguese, um, S-O-L, is sun. And sun mm-hmm. is uh, the star. So the, 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 the big, shiny things that make life possible, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the app is this birth of this, this just desire, this dream of impacting so many people around the world and helping them decode their uh, soul through knowing the position of the family the the ephemeris through knowing the position of the planets through knowing their soul guide their their compass um so their connection to this stars um and 
in order to find meaning. So that that's where the name so comes from. It's also a little easier to pronounce, right? Than uh, <laughs> yes. it's um, no, a beautiful name. So beautiful. And I I feel that like radiant. Uh I the sun and the moon have this way of feeling like, you know, everyone can reference it. Everyone, uh, no matter where you are in the world, like has that as a reference point. So there's something really communal about that name and like ritualistic and um really like gathering together is what it makes me feel. Um wow, dang, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh shit, it's gone. And maybe it'll come Bye. back. Go <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, I remember. I remember. Sorry. Sorry, team. Okay. Um, let me see what time it is. So I'll remember to cut this 148. Um, okay. So I remember. So I love what you were saying about how you had to step into your light as yourself and be comfortable with yourself because I feel like if you have a business and for anybody that is interested in owning their own business or they have one uh, or they're entrepreneurial in spirit, I feel like this might strike a chord there's sometimes a safety net when it's your business, because it doesn't have to be your face. You can make it your face, but it can also be like, you're behind the scenes. And it's like, this is something different. Like for me and my husband, we have a fence company and we, we specifically didn't name it like Nick and Angela's fence company. We named it something that had us removed as owners. And that was for us to be able to grow and have it be like, not represented just by me and him. But also there's this way of like, I have this thing with Kendall and it's woo woo school. Okay. It's not Kendall and Angela's spiritual experience. And so when we do, when we had our course and we were inserting ourselves in our own narrative, there's a really big vulnerability about that. Because mm -hmm. when you have this business where you can be like, this is my business and I'm pushing my business, I'm not pushing myself. Right. There's sort of like this, like, layer between you and the, and whoever is interested in like partaking in your business, there's like a, a guard up or a wall up. And then when you drop that wall, I feel like it's so, it, it's such a great idea for your business, like launching you forward to insert yourself into it, but it can be really scary. So I'm really glad that you touched on that being a huge piece of your own self-discovery as you were, you know, kind of evolving with your, with your business. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I do. I, I get it. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, I think especially when you're speaking on things, uh, you know, even people listening where um, these different subjects can be very personal and be very vulnerable to put yourself in the position to say, hey, this is the mountain that I stand on. And this is kind of what I believe. And you may agree with that. You may not, but even putting yourself in the position of this is what I believe versus here's a product, do with it as you will. Um, when you kind of say, this is who I am within that, it can be vulnerable to be like, do you want this piece of me mm -hmm. or do you just want what, you know, what I'm producing? And so right. I'm very glad that, yeah, you put yourself in that. And I think it makes the experience so much more expansive, uh, at least in our experience with mm -hmm. the course and things like that, or getting on, you know, a podcast or different things like that. It's saying this, you can agree, you cannot, you can take what you like, you can leave the rest, but this is who I am with, you know, interacting with this idea. So. Yeah. And it's also about your personal mission. Um, if you're like my personal mission, my life purpose, I believe it's to be a light that shows people what's possible, given that I come from like this family is like a very poor family, very troubled family, no structure, and I am where I am, and it, it's a big deal that I'm here, you know, it's a big deal that 
I have I have a house. It's a big deal that I have a, my own company. So if I could do it, I think other people can do it too. But I cannot fulfill my life purpose being the slide that shows that's possible if I don't show up. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I if I if I don't be the light, right? So it's also um, about aligning to to what you believe. It's it's your mission on earth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I just, I throughout this conversation, this is why I love podcasting in general. Like Daniela, I can see your company. I can interact with you online, whatever, but to sit down and hear just the depth and the layers of your personal experience, I would have never known. I'm just <laughs> so blessed by hearing it. I feel like it's been very impactful for me and I'm just impressed by your integrity um, and by your bravery in all things. And I just, I love that you, even in this, like we're brave enough to get on mic and talk about all of these things with us. Um, because I know it'll be so helpful for other people and and resonate with different people's journeys. And so thank you so much for being on here. Yeah. We all here to serve, right. And, and the companies, podcasts, like it's just a part of, uh, how we choose to serve it's it's a tool for the service that we came to do so i'm also very honored that of for the invite thank you so much you're tenacious queen we love to see it yes (laughs) yes and so daniela will you roll call the different ways that people can connect with you or connect with your business of course, I think the best way to connect to me in, in a deeper level um, is through our Geneva community. I think I've been showing up there in this daily exercise of showing myself as I am. And we've been having uh, amazing conversations. I'll be happy to, to leave the link with you both. Yeah, we'll um, put it in the show notes. Yeah, but also feel free if you want, you know, just to like follow my journey. I'm really relatively active on, on Instagram. Um, my handle is Daniela Viana, D-A-N-I-E-L-A-V-I-A-N-N-A. Um, and that's it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we are, great. Yeah, we are so thankful that you decided to come on. Um, listeners, we hope that you feel enriched, energized. Um, all of the things, uh, Kendall and I check our Instagrams because we'll be spotting our necklaces and feeling so just excited. Yes, we get ours in. So you'll be able yes. to get a little sneak preview of what this looks like. I mean, you can uh, go onto the website and order your own, but we uh, are getting ours as well, which we're so excited about. Yes, we are stoked. Um, so this episode will come out around the time that we will be uh, showing you guys that. So you can kind of put those two together in your mind. And we will see you next time that we get on to jibber jabber on our jaws about whatever we've got going on. So thank you again, Daniela. And I will see you guys next time. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.